sitting down with Kyle Chalmers, a new world record holder in the 100 free 4484. How's it feel, man? <laughs> what are you thinking right now? Uh, it's it's very surreal, to be honest. I think um, it's a very amazing thing to achieve, but I think the hardest thing is is not having probably my coach or family here to celebrate it with or to, to let it sink in. Um, you know, it would, it would be really nice to be able to have, I guess, uh, that that usual environment I would for such a big achievement. But um, I guess it was quite unexpected, really. I think uh, I've been very lucky to have the opportunity to race every weekend for the last two months. Um, so I've been able to really refine my skills and know exactly what I need to do and work on uh, week in, week out. So when I dive into that race, I know um, how to swim faster each week. So, um, so yeah, I think it's, uh, it is surreal. I never thought that I'd probably be a world record holder, especially the 100 freestyle short course. I think it's been a, an event that's obviously, or world, a record that stood for such a long period of time and it looked like for a very long time that it would be an untouchable one. So um, to have progressively got faster over this last few months, it's, um, it is exciting. And I think that there's still plenty of things that I can work on to be even faster. Yeah. So like you said, you've never gotten this opportunity like the World Cup presents to race back to back to back, especially short course meters. So what do you feel like you gained from that experience, especially short course wise? Because I don't think you had raced a ton of it outside of ISL before this, right? Yeah, I'd done very, very minimal. And the short course racing that I had done, I probably was never overly primed for, which I'm not primed for now. I shouldn't say that. Um, I think obviously I came over here to, to ISL to start with. Um, I hadn't done any training at all in that that lead up to that and uh, managed to swim pretty fast. I think I was 45, six maybe in the first race after no training and um, have progressively got faster from there. And it's just, it's just I guess, um, it's not training any harder. I think I'm doing pretty much one to three kilometers per day if I'm lucky. Uh, I've done very minimal gym gym work. I just do my shoulder rehab and, um it's been working for me i think the racing's been my training each week but uh like i said i think it's such an awesome opportunity for us as aussies we we get to race um not overly often in australia um but it's been awesome being able to challenge the best in the world week in week out uh and refine those skills that i need to uh to perform at my best and and swim fast and um yeah, I think it's, I'm very, very grateful for that opportunity to do ISL, then get into the World Cups and now back into ISL and then, uh, and then World Short Course at the end of the year. It's a lot of racing and uh, it's an awesome opportunity to, I guess, test myself out in the short course meters. Yeah. So going from meet to meet, what do you feel like you were really able to refine? You know, you, you mentioned your skills, your details, um, but what about the race strategy or about your skills? Were you really able to, all right, this is this needs to get better week after week. Yeah, I think it's just um, I guess watching the videos back and going where could have I done better. Speaking to my coach, my coach has been there watching every single race of mine and kind of obviously isn't here, which has um, been really challenging for me. There hasn't been um, too many competitions that I've been to without him, especially the big ones. But uh, he's able to give me advice straight away on the phone and say this is the area you need to improve on. Have a bit of a think about it this week, I guess, and and try those try it and see how it works out, I guess, that that week leading into the next competition. So um, for me, I kind of go, well, my underwaters and my dive haven't overly been the best things in my swimming uh, up until now. And it's an area I've been working really, really hard on and having that opportunity each week to work on that uh, has, been, has been great. I'm able to, I guess, 
the first time I dove in the pool, I didn't really know what to expect. Whereas the weekend I dove into the pool and I go, I need to have a great dive. I need to have six really quick fast fly kicks, get up and moving, get into my rhythm, but I don't want to be too hard on that first 25. I want to be consistent throughout the whole four 25s. And it's all about, I guess, building into each turn, flipping as quickly as you can uh, and working those fly kicks off the wall. Um, and that's, I think the third turn, the third and final turn is the most important one. I guess it's flipping over as quickly as you can and getting under that wave that you've created uh, and then and then building through and putting that head down in the last yeah, five metres for me. So um, I definitely wouldn't be able to do it by myself. Obviously, it's it's a lot of my coaches and, and team back home that are still providing me with that feedback that I need to uh, improve week in, week out. And uh, and it's it's been working for me so far, which has been really nice. Yeah. Plus, I mean, you're not even shaved. You got a beard going. Uh, and so, so you, uh, in Doha, you go 45 Oh, and everyone's like, Oh, and, and then you, you come into Kazan and we're like, all right, is he going to do it? And you go 21 six on day one. I mean, did you just know that after that 21 six, it's like, well, like it's going down, it's in the bag. 20.6. 20 points. 20, I'm sorry, 20.6. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was an interesting one. So I think for me, I've been 45.5 and 45.6 so many times. Like I think I would have been those two times, probably 10 times over the last, um, probably since 2019, I think I went 45.5 for the first time. So um, for me, my biggest goal was trying to break that Australian record in the 100 freestyle, which I thought was proving hard to get. Um and yeah, I come into Doha, I guess. Uh, I had cortisones in both of my shoulders the week before because my shoulders had been giving me quite a lot of grief. So I went to Scotland after the first two World Cups, uh, did a little bit of training, got cortisones in both my shoulders just to try and get me through this next period. Um, went into Doha early, kind of swam in the ocean a bit, swam in the hotel pool, um, and, then, and then obviously went into the competition pool. But I had a, I had a really good preparation, I guess, leading into Doha. Um, but did not think I'd swim that fast. My 50 was pretty slow. I think I was 21.0 something, which was pretty steady uh, and did the 100. And honestly, I couldn't believe how fast I'd swim. I touched the wall. Um, my eyes are pretty bad. I couldn't actually read the time. I don't know if you saw the video. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Like <laughs> next to me what time I'd actually go gone because I thought I could see 46.0, which I was like, sweet, like <laughs> further in front, but I'll take it. Um, but to go 45-0 uh, was amazing. And I think then the pressure and expectation uh, on me, obviously, then lifts. I, I read the swimsuit articles. I see the news, people talking to me on pool deck, um, coaches, everyone kind of giving their impact about, I mean, input about breaking a world record, the potential of that. Um, and I think leading into Kazan, again, it wasn't the ideal preparation. Uh, it's, it's a challenge, the World Cups. So you go three days of racing, then you get on a plane and travel the next day. And Kazan's obviously not an easy place to travel to from uh, Doha. So we got up at 4.30 that next morning um, after probably two or three hours of sleep, I guess. Flew to Istanbul. I missed my flight in Istanbul. Oh. So I, had, I was like, I'm going to stay here for the night, travel tomorrow because there's another flight tomorrow. Uh, got a taxi into Istanbul City, which was about a 15-minute drive. <laughs> got a hotel room, checked in. Then I went, I'm going to go in there and book my flight for the following day. Flights were all sold out. So I got straight back in the taxi, went back to the airport, flew that, flew that night. And I think I got into Kazan about 2.30 a.m., um, which is what, two days before racing. So for me, I kind of went, 
what can I do to freshen up? I swam in the hotel pool. I didn't go to the competition pool before comp competing. Um, and I think for me, my biggest thing was that 50 on the first day. I spoke to my coach. Um, and the previous weeks, all the 50s I've, I've done, I've tried to not breathe or breathe once or twice. Um, and I've been going progressively slower and slower. I spin my arms. I don't hold water. Uh, and it just doesn't work for me. And it doesn't work in training ever. Like I, I'm a person that needs to swim with length. So we went, let's try and breathe every second stroke in the 50 freestyle and see how it goes. Um, and I was 20.6, which was... Uh, which was <laughs> that, that was the secret to 20.6. <laughs> yeah, that was the secret. So you drop half a second just by breathing every second stroke for me, which is um, even Hawkey sent me a message and went, stop breathing. And I went, well, this is the kind of reasons behind it. And he went, that's great coaching from Bish. <laughs> so did that. And then, um, yeah, had that, I guess, that confidence leading into the 100. I went, I know if I can go out in 21.4, which I, I believed I could do, just that easy speed that um, I backed myself to come home. And, and I knew that I'd be pretty close to that world record. But uh, and, and everyone kept talking about how Kazan's a, a fast pull. So um, it was it was very special. It was a stacked final. Obviously, there was a lot of uh, unbelievably talented guys in that hundred freestyle final. We had um, obviously Miles off, who's been forty four nine. Clement, how do you say it? Kalashnikov, I think. Kalashnikov, Popovici, uh, uh, Greenev. Like, there's some unbelievable talent. Jesse Putz, who's a former, obviously, world short course champion. Um, and I knew that it was going to be a tough race. And um, it was, yeah, it was probably faster than I expected. And I guess like anything, you achieve something. And uh, it's a bit of a blur, to be honest with you. It kind of, you touch the wall and you don't really believe it. And, and it all just happens and, and also quickly, really. And then it's, you're back the next day racing the next event. So um, for me, it probably hasn't sunk in all that much just yet, but uh I feel very, very privileged to, to break a world record. Okay. So you said it, it hasn't sunk in that much, but I have to ask, you know, how, how this might change your view just because, our, you know, everyone was freaking out because it's like, well, how can Kyle have the short course world record, but then Caleb is faster and long course, but Kyle's supposed to be better at long course and Caleb's supposed to be, have better turns. And, you know, everyone's like overanalyzing everything, but, um, what is just for you personally, what does this show or, or show you of what you yeah. can do short course and how you might translate that to long course? A lot of things. I think historically I've always been a back end swimmer. So, um, to be out fast firstly, and then come home strong is, um, it shows my speeds rapidly improving, which is exciting. Um, my dive still, I know that I can get better on, but I know my underwater water work and my turns are getting a whole lot better as well, which is exciting. Um, and, you know, Caleb is a couple of years older than me. He's 25, I'm 23. So um, the truth is, like, you, you know, well, not the truth is, but I think I get asked the question a whole lot is when do male swimmers enter their prime in swimming? And it's mm. like, I have no idea. Like potentially I'm just starting to enter my prime years. Um, I'm still young. I'm 23 years old. So uh, I think I've done pretty well to achieve what I've done by, by 23. Um, but let's hope that I'm just starting to enter the prime, which is um, exciting for me. Also, I think I've had a very, um, 
I guess, hard, challenging last five years with injuries, setbacks. Um, so I know that I've always known that if I can stay fit and healthy and get a good solid block and preparation in that I'm always going to be going to be competitive and be fast. And I think obviously Tokyo, I did so well to get back after seven months um, from shoulder surgery. And yeah, um, I guess I am supposed to be better long course, but I swam a personal best time after seven months post shoulder surgery. You got to take that. I think if I had a better preparation, I probably would have been that little bit faster. And I think I've had that little bit, few extra months now for short course. And um, that's improved quite drast uh, drastically. Um, and I just think that I, I, well, I hope that I can continue to improve. And I know that there's so many areas that I can continue to improve in and get faster in over the next uh, little period. So I'm, I'm excited for the next two and a half years leading into Paris. Um, I really am. I know that there's, like I said, so many areas I can improve on. And if I can stay fit and healthy, uh, I know that, um, yeah, I can, I can be competitive no matter what. Do you think there's a last question? Do you think that this will change how you, how you compete in the future? Just seeing what back-to-back -back racing does for you? Potentially. I think short course is quite easy to, to race every weekend. I think you don't have to have a big fitness base behind you. Like I'm six kilos heavier than what I was at the Olympic games. Uh, like I said, I'm doing one kilometer a day, three kilometers a day if I'm lucky uh doing very little gym so i think it is quite easy to back up and race each weekend whereas long course is a whole nother uh ball game so i think for me it's been great racing um this period but i know that as soon as i get home from world short course it's going to be putting in that real solid base and getting pre prepared for long course racing again next year and um i think i'm very grateful that i've had that opportunity to race so much this year and give it's i've raced 37 times now since i've been uh, in Europe in this last little period, which is a lot of racing for me. It's like, I wouldn't get that much racing in over probably, I wouldn't have raced probably 37 times in between Rio and Tokyo potentially. So for me, that's, that's a lot. Um, so I think I, I can take so much from this racing that I've, that I've done and um, put it into work when it, when it counts at the world championships next year and, and, and then Commonwealth games towards the end of the year. So uh, I don't think necessarily I need to race heaps after this. I think, um, for me, it'll be it'll be building my fitness back up, getting stronger in the gym again, um, and working on those those finer areas again that I that I know that I can improve so much on and um, make that difference when it comes to to world champs next year.